This episode of Cast the Craze is brought to you by... What's up, George? What's going on in the House of Craze tonight? In the House of Craze tonight, we have Miss Carissa Grant. She's going to be talking to us about redemption from her imprint, Worthy Comics. So check that out. Check it out. Let's get it. Show for independence all around, giving you a platform to spread your word all over town. Cast the craze is the place to promote to your fans with the dream of Medina and Sam the Crazy Man. Subscribe to our show and never miss an episode. It's time to get your man to listen to us on the go. Updated every week, we never miss a day. Join the squad, come on in. It's time to cast the craze. If you are an independent, cast the craze. Making moves on your own, cast the craze. On your grind in the streets, cast the craze. Join the movement, catch the craze! Yeah, George, we did it again. Come on now, now you wanna do it. Catch the craze. Welcome to Catch the Crazy Podcast. I'm your host with the most, the crazy man, Vera, and I am with George the Dreamer, Madina. What's happening, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of Catch the Craze. We are coming to you live today, April 25th. We have another indie creator. I want to give her a big shout out. I did mess up the name of her imprint. It's Worthy Chaos, not Worthy Comics. So big shout out to her. We're going to be talking to Ms. Grant in just a few minutes about her book, Redemption, which is up to issue number four on Kickstarter. But before we get to that, please make sure you subscribe to the channel. Give us a like, comment, you know, do all that fun stuff. Make sure you hit that bell so that you are reminded when we go live, and uh, which we do on most Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yes. Yeah, uh, man, it's been, a, it's been quite, quite a week. So, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, because it's already too, well, quite a weekend. But uh, what's going on, Sammy? How you doing, brother? I'm doing. I'm doing. You know, it's. Yeah. I'm getting ready for my next convention. Another one. Uh, another one, man. The Central Texas Comic Con in Waco, Texas. So uh, I go to work Friday morning, and then I leave work, and I drive straight to Waco to go and set up my booth mm. and uh, get ready for the weekend. So I'll be staying out in Waco because it's a long drive, and um, and then um, then I get back Sunday night, and Monday morning I fly out for work. Uh, for, for the weekend, so okay. so the next two weeks yeah. I'm traveling, so it's gonna yeah. be uh gonna be uh what's up, Lou in the house? What up, Lou? And then uh, the following, then I then you know I fly out on Monday, I, I fly back on Friday, and then on Saturday, free comic book day, I'll be doing a book signing, um, and that's gonna be a geek out comics, and that's gonna be dope. I'll be hanging out with a couple of local artists here in Texas, and uh, writer extraordinaire Paul Gomez. Um, who's actually the sponsor of this episode. So shout out to Paul Gomez, sponsor of Castacree's podcast. Um, and uh, so, yeah, a lot of things going on. Um, and uh, still promoting the Kickstarter. So, you know, the Kickstarter, we're down to the last, um, as of uh, what, 8 o'clock my time would be eight, nine days left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still going live, still going live. Yeah, we're going to be talking about a few things today. You mentioned uh, conventions. We're going to be talking about overcoming some of these uh, some of these no's and some of these obstacles that we have yes. at conventions as indies. 
But uh, but before we get to that, yeah, no, Sammy's got the uh, the Kickstarter still going uh, for a few more days. Yes, he's not an alien; he's duty. Of Uranus. Yes. Yeah. And it, this is the graphic novel. So this is the first five chapters compiled into one book. So if yes. you're a collector and you have your comics, you have issues one through four, but don't ever want to open them again, but you want to keep reading the book because you think it's hysterical. Yes. This is what you got to get. You have to get the graphic novel because that way you can put those away. You can put those away for posterity. You can, you know, have... I think, Sam, you signed most of them, but if you haven't signed them, then you can get them signed whenever you see Sam. Yeah. But the graphic novel, you can read all the time. All the time. It's just like what I do with Infinity Gauntlet. Infinity Gauntlet, um, every Christmas, I pull it out, um, and I read it. um, For some reason, I love reading it during the holiday season Mm. because I love Infinity Gauntlet. Maybe it's all the colors with all the gems and all that stuff, but uh, I just love that story, and and I I have it on my shelf, and uh, it's still holds well together <laughs> after all these years um but yeah yeah get i mean the it's a 140 pages it's fun um and uh you know oh i did i do want to say that i just uploaded uh i got a couple of people hit me up and said hey because as you guys all know and if you don't know duty is in a published newspaper uh, which starts hitting stores in may next month and a uh, kid in the comic Kidinthecomic.com. So you can get the newspaper, which has over 30 other um, comic strips by industry veterans and yes, yours truly. And um, you can actually go to a kid in a comic and get the subscription and get, you know, and have it delivered to your home seven times a year. Um, Or you can go to your local comic shop um, where they will be available. That stuff will be um, on a kid in a comic. So you'll know where to get it from. Or, you can add it on to your basket on this Kickstarter campaign. So there's five available that can be added on. So um, it's going to go fast because there's only five available. But you get that first printing newspaper where Duty doesn't even my toilet, the first comic strip uh, to be published. So that's going to be really exciting and it's so dope. So I'm excited about that too. So that's that's happening. But yeah, I would love for you to back the Kickstarter, get yourself a copy of Disney on my toilet, support your brother, um, and uh, get you know join Duty's world and have some fun with me. Um, so that's, you know, that stuff is going down. It's really cool. Yeah, no, no, big, big, big things, big things. I also, I'm very excited today. I want to just report that, uh, today I got the news that if you are in the Portland, Oregon, uh, area. Yeah, I saw and, that. Yeah. And Cosmic Monkey Comics is your, you know, local comic book shop. You can walk up in there and you can pick up the adventures of Wonder Duck. It is on their shelves. So Cosmic Monkey Comics in Portland, Oregon has, the Adventures of Wonder Duck on their shelves. And I wanted to give a big shout out to Darkfire Press, which is uh, my publisher, and uh, Comics Mainstream, who is the distributor who got us into that into that store. So big shout out to them. Big shout out to Cosmic Monkey. Thank you so much for putting the book in the shelves. And uh, yeah, man, we're going to try to keep hitting up more stores. Keep hitting, hitting up more stores. The Adventures of Wonder Duck. If you haven't picked it up, you can go there or you can go on my website, getyourmeds.com. So check all that stuff out. You can also pick up my book, Ross 5377, which is on there as well. And, you know, some T-shirts and things like that nature. So check out the website. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm actually going to be – I'm going to be walking around another convention, uh, CradleCon in Long Island on May 20th. That is next month. So I'm going to be doing that. I had a really good time in Boston this weekend. Wicked Comic Con was awesome. That was really, really fun. And the drummer get wicked. Yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to doing more of those. And I think that – you know, I, I like I'm, I'm scouting them out. I'm scouting out the uh, the convention, see which ones I want to do, and and go from there. Yeah, I just got accepted to Denton Comic Art Expo in oh, August. Right. I did it last year, very successful yeah. event. Um, I wanted um because it's run by the city and it's free to the public, which is freaking mm, amazing. Nice. So I did really well, that's and nice. it's low overhead. That the table costs uh, are so affordable, and um, so they reached out to me because I wanted two tables this year mm-hmm. because um, but um because that the demand for to be there as vendors was so overwhelming. They couldn't give me two tables, but they gave, they reached out to me to say, Hey, but we can do this for you. So we're going to give you a prime location, um, a, a corner spot with, with extra room on both sides, a big table. We're going to give you a, a longer table. And I was like, yo brother, thank you. You know, so um, much love to the people out in Denton. I'm looking forward to that event. It's going to be dope. That's in August. Um, I'm still waiting on a few other Texas cons that I, I applied for to get noticed on whether or not I got accepted to those. But right now it looks like just this one and then the Denton Expo, and then we'll see what happens next. Um, 
And uh, and if you haven't checked it out yet, go over to the Art of Samuel and check out the newest episode. Um, how do you find your art style? Um, it's pretty dope. And uh, so check that out. I answer also a lot of questions that I get, so I get a lot of DMs. Um, and uh, so I've answered seven of the twenty questions that I receive. So every new episode, I'll try to answer a few more of the questions. Um, and if you have any questions that weren't listed on the last episode, just hit me up, and I'll add it to the roster. So that's gonna be dope. Rasta. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Big shout out. Big shout out. Everything we're doing. We're doing a lot of things. We're doing a lot of things and everything is uh it's happening, man. Little by little, little by little. You know what I mean? Um, but also don't forget that if you have a comic book that you haven't been able to put out because you don't know how. You don't have a writer. If you're the creator, you'll have a writer. If you're a writer, you have an artist. If you're an artist, you don't know how to print it. You have all of these questions. Uh, you can always go to gig. That's globalindiegroup.com. And if you subscribe today and use CDC50, you get 50% off of your membership Word. on globalindiegroup.com. So check it out. Check it out. It's uh, it's growing. It's growing. And uh, you want to be a part of it. So check nice. that out. But, yeah, Sammy, and listen, and, and again, big shout out to Paul Gomez, the, the, uh, the uh, sponsor G. of the show. That's right. If you guys are interested in sponsoring a show, please go into the show notes. And uh, you know, take up, take take uh, take advantage of it. Yeah, take, take advantage. Yes. And there's a discounted um, sponsorship rate on the Kickstarter. So if you add that on, nice. you'll save a hundred dollars um, um, on the Kickstarter. So if you just go to Kickstarter, make a pledge, and then add on the uh, sponsorship on Catch the Crazy. Yeah. Whatever it is you're doing, you're gonna do a book signing. You're gonna have you have a Kickstarter. You know, whatever it is, you got a, a book release party. Whatever it is you want to promote. You, all you have to do is send us a 30-second commercial, and we'll play it, um, and uh, and we'll post it on all of our social media feeds, which is about 12 different feed, um, social media platforms that we're on, so um, you get a, a added exposure. So, yeah, man, we got some topics today, too, right, man? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're going to be talking about uh, conventions. You know, it's convention season. We're doing a lot of them. Mm -hmm. So why don't we talk a little bit about conventions? Meds. Overcoming the convention obstacles. <laughs> what does that mean, bro? What does that mean? Rock from the road. All right. So what we're gonna do tonight, right? Because there are a lot of uh, a lot of indies that are hitting the conventions now, right? We're not just doing Kickstarters. We're also hitting conventions. I figured we play a little game. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna give Sammy an obstacle, and he's gonna let us know how he overcomes it. Or and, and I'll and I'll and I'll sprinkle some of my I came to the tour. Well. I said it before right. I live it so, up. These are gonna be these are gonna be pretty oh. simple. The, the first two are gonna be pretty simple, almost like, hey man, this is what you do. The third one, though, I think we're gonna talk a little bit more about because the third one I think is the is one of the hardest. But the first, let's talk about the first one, the easy one. The easy okay. one. Okay, layup. This is layup. Somebody comes up to you at the table, you what? did the pitch, what? you were freaking, you know, phenomenal. You know what I mean? The guy pulls out his wallet. He realizes he has no cash. Oh man, I have no cash. I only have a card. What do you do? I got you. I got Ooh, you. Easy. I got Squarespace. Easy. I got you, homie. I got. I got all that stuff. Let's easy. do it. Okay. Yes. I got PayPal. I got Squarespace. Bam! That was the other thing. Yes. I got all of it, homie. What you, you want? Gotta have all of it. You yes. gotta have all of it. You gotta have. All that Venmo, you know, yeah. Zelle. Like you, you can't have you can't give them a reason to walk away from your table. Now, let me ask you a question, Sam. The guy has cash, but he only has a hundred dollar bill. He I got five, you. He got a five dollar. First, let me use my pen to make sure it's legit. <laughs> oh, you even got a pen. Right? You I even have a pen. pen, you animal. I got some pen. Yes, I play. Okay. Let me make sure it's legit, homie. First, as long as this is good, I got you. Because I always take three hundred dollars in cash oh. with me, and I have it in twenties, tens, fives, and singles. Please, just for that. Please, please do so, guys. Yes. Make sure you have change. There's yep. nothing worse than it's Sunday. The banks aren't open, and you have no change. Make yeah. sure you have change. Make sure you have all of these things, whether it's some kind of device that takes credit cards, whether it's a Venmo. Uh, and now, now you can do your little your little QR codes. You don't even have to have anything else. I mean, the QR codes are on your phone now anyway. So, you know, you don't I have to make sure all over that table. Yeah. So that was an easy one. That was a layup, right? Make sure you have these things. You overcome that obstacle that way. Okay. Next right. obstacle. Nobody's coming to your table. 
You're standing there. You're smiling, bro. But you got, and I was talking to Keith Gleason. Big shout out to him. I saw him this weekend. He's an indie comics relay. Him and Johnny C do that show. Big shout out to them. They're on tomorrow. And you ever get those people that the minute you say, hey, how you doing? They just speed walk past you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, all the time, right? So how do oh, you they look at them? you from a distance and you and, and, and you, they're just staring oh, at your stuff from a distance because they're curious. That's and right. they go, hey, and then they go, oh, oh gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go. Where you going? Where you going? <laughs> so how do we come? How do we overcome that obstacle? The person who's not willing to take the plunge and come to the table. What do you I'm do? So, I'm like, pull up my fancy card. I said, go on a card? Word for free? Yeah, word. Bro, I said, how long are you here for? Yeah, I got yeah. you. Now I got a conversation. How long are you here for? Oh, the whole weekend. Yo, you know what? When at your leisure, hit the QR codes in the back, check out my website, check out my work. And if you like it, come back over. I got all my stuff with me. Ooh, yeah. Bam. That's Bam. it. This is my calling card. Overcoming obstacles. Now, listen, you don't have to get fancy. You don't have to go all out like Sammy's doing with the I'm so fancy. You're just something. You want to have something to be able to hand out to them. Stretch your hand out and say, hey, here you go. You want to grab that. Because people see something coming their way. Now, listen, you're still going to get those that are, you know, basically, you know, they they, they dodge you and they they move out of the way. You can't do anything about those. But if somebody is willing to take a card from you, he's probably, they're, they're probably willing to come up to the table. And once you're at the table, now you got to give them your pitch, which I, you should I, have as well. You should have yeah. a nice pitch, ready to rock when that happens. So yeah, my pitch is he's, he's not an alien. That's he's it. Judy from Uranus. Oh, that's your Bam! pitch. Then they're like, then they start giggling, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. That's it. It's like that. That that those cards are, are basically the bait, and then that's you got to reel them in little by little. Little that's by it. little. This is what works. All right. Now this is this is the one. This is the one that that. Um, that I think it, it's a, it's a it's a little tougher, right? I mean, it, but okay, not tougher. Well, maybe. But just to add to that one, what we were talking about, I was at, again, I was at Boston Comic Con. I mean, I was at Wicked Comic Con this weekend, uh-huh. and the guys over at um, GWP. So that's uh, Hector Rodriguez, KJ Murphy, and John Cabales. They were there, and they had a really good idea. They they and we and I, oh, we've done right. this in the past at the um, I did that one time with them also right. at the New York Comic Con, and I saw a couple of people do it. They had a scavenger hunt, right? right? A scavenger hunt. They basically had anyone who came to the table, they handed them a piece of paper, said, hey, you got to hit all of these tables, get signatures from them, come back to this table, and you're going to get a gift. So now people are like, oh, cool. Now, all they doing this particular scavenger hunt was get a signature. Wow. I, I prefer to have them maybe purchase something. You know what I mean? Right. But the whole idea is get them to the table. And once you got them at the table, then make them fall in love with you. Yoke them. I thought that was a very good idea. Get together with some buddies. Say, hey, you want to be a part of this? And have the people, because who doesn't like a nice scavenger hunt, right? You're right. at this place anyway. You might as well hit up some of these some of these tables. So that's also a good idea. Okay, this is the last one, Sam. Ready? Uh-oh. Your location, bro. Your location uh. on the floor sucks, dude. You're either right next to a vendor who's selling dollar, dollar comics. There are people, there, 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 there's, there's Humberto Ramos is sitting right next to you, bro. He's blocking your entire table, dude. Like, but nobody's wanting to buy it because they just want the autograph. How do you overcome that obstacle? Take out my Tommy gun. Hey, yo. <laughs> so, so, so what? Yeah, what I would, what I would say. Lou likes that idea. I'm sorry, Sammy. The scavenger hunt idea. I think Lou liked that idea. Yeah, she liked that. Yeah, yes, yes. But, but go, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Sam. Go ahead. So, I think the I had that happen to me at um, Fan Expo last year. Right? I forgot the name of the writer. It was a writer for Marvel Comics, and he his line blocked the entire aisle. All of us. Like we were all blocked, so we worked the line. We started working. Hey, what you know? Uh, what do you you know? What are you here for? Do you have you you know? And then it's like, oh, who's the writer? Or what? Oh, cool. How long have you been here? Boom. Oh, are you into indie comics? Bah. Oh, well, when you get time, check this out. Since you're not moving, you want to check out my book <laughs> since you're standing yeah. here. Mm-hmm. And that's how we tried to do it. And uh, we gave out postcards. At that time, I was giving out postcards. We gave out postcards. Boom, 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 boom. And uh, then I was like, look. If you like a book and you get a book, I'll give you a free sticker. Boom. And so that's what we were doing. So we were just trying to work the line because we had no other choice. Yeah. And it worked because um, because we were working the line, I was able to get a lot of stuff done. 
um, uh, and move a lot of units. But the, the being next to a vendor, that's a little more challenging. I would try to do something with the vendor. I would try to do something like if you get something from the vendor and you get something from us, you'll get, I'll give you a free sticker. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, try to do some partnership or with the vendor, try to work something out with the vendor to say, Hey, if you get this book, go check these guys out. They're giving something else for free. If you get one of their book, something, try to get creative. Yeah. Yeah. You do. You do. I mean, listen, you got to make friends when, when you're, you're when not, you're, at, you're not a threat to the vendor. No, no, no. So when, when you're at a convention, when you're at a convention and you're, you're like, I think you, you number one, make friends. You're going to be yeah. there for the entire three days, you know, yeah. just make friends with the people around you. Make friends to the point where they feel, you know, even if you're if you're having a bad day, they, maybe they'll say, "Hey, go check out this guy over here." You know what I mean? Like, because like you said, perfect example. We're not a threat to the vendor. The vendor's right. going to make their money regardless, right? So if you if they like you, they're willing to help you out. What I did one year, I was in White Plains, and I was the library in White Plains the, the, when they when they had one one of the shows at the library, and I happened to be sitting next to this small small vendor, nothing huge, but he was selling comics out of a box. He was selling like dollar comics out of the box. And and so what I did, I had my I had my uh, my my Rust book at the time. It was like a twenty dollar. It was a fifteen dollar. Um, uh, no, twenty dollar twenty dollar graphic novel. Mm -hmm. So what I did was, I was like, all right, cool. What am I gonna do here? Right. First day, I sold like maybe ten books. Right. It was, I, I had it. It was good. That was a good, nice. Ten books is nice. But I was like, damn. Everybody was just passing the table. No matter what I did, they were just going to the dollar bin. So what I did was, I ended up just coming out of pocket and saying to the vendor next to me, hey, listen, I'm about to give away $5 vouchers. If I give you $100, can I do $25 vouchers for people to come to my table, buy something from me, buy my graphic novel, and then go to your booth and buy $5 worth of comics from you? He's like, hell yeah, man. So I, we exchanged, we did the exchange. And the very next day, dude, I sold, I sold about 50 books the next day, 50 books, because people were just... They were like, wait, five dollars, five, I get five free dollars over there. I was like, yeah. They were like, yeah, how much is your book? 20. Okay, here you go, 20. I gave them the five dollar speaking voucher. They went they went next door and and they didn't just spend five dollars, obviously. They were spending a lot more. So the vendor was happy. I was happy. The person in front of me was happy. Everybody was happy. At the end of at the end of the thing, I think I had maybe two or three uh, left. And the vendor was so great, gracious about the fact that everybody was going there that he just said, yo, dude, he gave me my money back and said, just pick, pick. I got a couple of free comics here. It's Sunday. He didn't want to go home with anything. And he gave me a couple of books. So it worked out. It worked out. So that's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is make friends, get creative, like Sam said, and overcome those. Like none of that stuff should be obstacles at that point. You, you just got to be able to work and think about, hey, man, what can I do? And not buying just. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> she's, yo, it's gas. It's gas. Like, she's like, she's like, yo, just use a little bit of gas. Move them, move them. Oh, yeah, but then nobody's gonna come back to your table. <laughs> yo, that's <laughs> over there. Yeah, it's over there. Yeah. It's oh like, man. But yeah, no, I mean, listen. There's there's different ways to overcome obstacles uh, when it comes to these conventions. If you do enough of them, you start getting really creative about how to do that. I've heard people, you know, offer stickers for people to come back. I think Hades was talking about that. Um, I think I was talking to him over the weekend. And, you know, he was saying, you know, just give, you know, come back stickers. Hey, here's a sticker. Just come back. You yeah, that's what I do with the trading cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. so, on the trading card, it has the QR codes to everything. So they get right. to choose what they want to do. And they just, just you know, and then um, it, it always works that, well, in Puerto Rico, it worked for the third day. So I gave them out th in the first two days. And on the third day, a lot of them came back and said, you know what? I checked out your website. I like your stuff. I want to get your book, mm -hmm. um, you know, because they had the QR code in the whole. Yeah. And I seen it because the QR code, the traffic to the website was out of control. Yeah. 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 She gets a chance to grab a call. That's the other one, right? That's that's another one that we, we should talk about is like when you're alone, like when you're doing a show by yourself. And you've done a few of those. Sam. I'm doing another one this weekend. There you go. So so what do you do when you got to use the bathroom? You know what I mean? I I, I make a sign. I said, be back in five minutes. And I put a tarp over my, my oh, table. Yeah. yeah, hope everything's still there. When I, you come I, I cover everything up. I tell the guys to the left and the right of me. I say, yo, make I'm stepping friends. away. And I just go and, make, and go get coffee. You got to make friends, bro. You got to make the friends. That's yes. why. That's why. You got to do it. You got to do it. People, let me tell you about my best friend. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Remember Robin Big? Robin. Robin who? Robin Big. Oh, Robin Big, mean, yes. He died. Right. Didn't he die? Yeah, big, yeah, big, big, big yeah. died, right? Yeah. Was it big? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I think Rob's got that other show on, uh, on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
TV, some I don't know, some like America's Funniest Home Videos type of show. Yeah, he ha- it's um it's called well he has the factory and business business I think it's called also has Rob Derrick's Derrick's factory something. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Who was that guy? He was a skateboarder, right? He was a skateboarder and now he is a multimillionaire. He has his hands in so many different investments. It's That's out of control, kid. That's nice. The kid's a the genius. Money He's a makes money, genius. Baby. That's it. That's, That's it. it. But yeah, so those are the topics. If you have any comments or opinions on that, let us know. Put it in the comments. Um, and uh, you know, what do you do? How how creative do you get? Remember, when you're in the game of of you know trying to make back the money you spend, you got to get creative, and you can't yeah. get you know um, discouraged because you know discouraging discouragement is easy. Most of the time, I made friends with the nice. attendees. That's good. See, right? She's playing. She's playing chess. We're playing checkers over here. Good I stuff, know, man. I know, right? Shit. So, without further ado, we're going to bring in our guest, and we're going to be talking about her Kickstarter campaign and much more. So, let's bring her in. Let's do it. Welcome. <laughs> there she is. Hi. What's going on, Carissa? How you doing? Good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no, no problem. Worthy chaos. Look at that. Look at those banners. Look at those banners. You look like you're at a convention right now. <laughs> right? That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this one was very popular at the conventions with Anubis kicking ass back yeah. there. Yeah. Are you have you done any conventions this year? Uh I've done two really small ones and one really big one that I did not like at all. Mm-hmm. Um and then I have seven more. But wow. three of them Three of them are horror cons, so I'm I'm extremely okay. excited about the horror. I've never been to a horror con. I don't know why yeah. it's right up my alley, but um, yeah. So I've got three, and my uh, my idol James O'Barr is at one of them from oh, the, the crow. So I'm I'm getting nice. his autograph. I already told my husband. He's like, "Do you need me at any con?" I was like, "Yes, you have to cover the table while I go get an autograph." <laughs> Wait, have you ever met him? You never met him? I've never met him. No, yeah, I'm so yeah, excited. Yeah. He's yeah. an interesting guy, man. He's an interesting guy. Nice yeah. guy. Nice guy. Yeah, everyone says he's nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's a nice guy. I mean that that story. I mean the, where it came from, right? Like where, how, why he wrote the story is very, very. Yeah, nice. yeah. That was I, I. That was my favorite graphic novel back in the day, and I used to sketch pictures from it, which I'm really surprised my mom didn't lock me up for because they're kind of. <laughs> I mean, one is a horse wrapped in barbed wire. One's a skeleton in a dress. I, I mean, I did an amazing job, but uh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> oh man! All right, so. Let's talk a little bit about you, Chris. I, 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 I know that you're originally from New York. I think Long Island. I think yep, Long Island. Island. Yeah, Union. Yes. Dale. Yeah, yeah. But tell us a little bit about about who Carissa Grant is and how the hell did you get into this whole comic thing? <laughs> so I've only been doing this for six months, um, but I wrote the story with a co-writer that we wrote about eleven novels in two years while role playing just for fun oh. and um, absolutely no no reason whatsoever. But it was such a great story and we loved it so much that we're like, we want to see it in comic book form. So um, here we are. But um, <laughs> to get into comics originally was Ghost Rider when I was a teenager, um, Danny Ketch, and my brother got me into comics. Uh, and I loved Ghost Rider. Um, but what got me into writing was Resident Evil 2, the original Resident Evil 2 video game. Um, and I got so obsessed with it. Uh, that when I found out about role-playing, um, the day after or the night after I saw Stay Alive in the theater, um, I found out about role-playing and they were like, oh, you pick a character. And I was like, how is that not copyrighted? Like, I'm like, I'm such an idiot. She's like, no. And I was like, I, I don't know. So uh, she goes, just pick a character and role-play. And I'm looking around my room and I had a huge uh, cutout of Leon from Resident Evil 4. And I was like, I want to be Claire. <laughs> So I, I made a Claire and I RP Claire for 15 years and wow. um, I kept this one story idea and I wrote with tons of people and I'm dyslexic. So it, it took about four years before I can write a, really more than a line. Right. Um, but I kept this story idea because I don't know why I just kept it to myself. I told a couple people and they wanted it and I was like, no, I'm, I'm waiting. And they're like, what are you waiting for? I was like, I don't know. Um, but 15 years later, I met my co-writer and literally the day I met her, I, I was like, you want my role? And she's like, I never take roles, but yeah, I do. So that was it. And we've become like sisters and have been, we still write, we have five novels for this story, five novels for the spinoff. We're working on the end of the fifth novel this week, actually. Um, 
I wrote a chapter today and uh, we have five issues done for the prequel. We have three issues done for series two and redemption. So there's, there's wow. like 80 issues written already. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I, and, and Lou makes a good point. I mean, dyslexia is frustrating. And how, how did you overcome um, the dyslexia well, to so write it, that many novels? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're doing it. You're doing it. So when I first started, I was literally a one-liner. I would write one line for the first two years. It was one line, and, and that's how I, I went about role-playing. Um, and then I was like, oh, I'm, I'm just going to push myself a little bit more. And, and I wound up doing like three lines. So it's para, if you want to be specific. And then um, after two years, I don't know why two years is the mark, but two years, I was like, all right, I'm going to try multi-para. And then I was able to do it. Mm. However, I would see these huge replies. And I was like, I am never doing these huge. There's no way I'm ever doing that. Novel air is just way out of my league. There's no way. I don't get it. Whatever. And um, I ran into somebody that was playing um, a character from, I don't know if you know, Legend of the Seeker, but he was playing the character and, and I was an elf. And he's like, you can do this. It's fine. I'll show you. And and I went from doing, uh, I was so excited because I, I got to 1,000 words for my reply. I was so excited. Wow. And and um, when I met my co-writer, Jessica, it went from 1,000 to three to six. So I would just sit down and write, you know, 3,000 words, 6,000. I think I wrote... My wow. reply I wrote yesterday and today was 5,000 words. Um, so, yeah, I got a little better. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing what, what creative or, create you know, creativity will do, right? Like, you just, you you know, the fact that you overcame that using this platform is pretty cool. with the story and you just got to get over it. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. So, so how did you go from novels to now writing comic book scripts and how do you write these scripts? Are they full scripts or are they kind of like just descriptions for the artist and then you let them take kind of take it so, from there? So, um, so we couldn't release the novels because they're written in RP format and we, we got an editor and said, would this be considered unique or really frustrating? And she's like, there's no way to do this. No one's going to read, you know, from one person and the second person. So she's like, you'd have to smush. She goes, I think it'd be an amazing book and you could probably make money, but you'd have to like combine the two and get rid of like half of it. And we're like, nope, rather make no money than ruin the story or cut the story. We're like, screw this. So we went to, um, I was going to just print them out for us. Cause I would read the story. Like I probably read each one like seven or eight times. So um and they're not they're not short they're actually 90 to 133,000 words per wow. book so this oh. isn't a short and an average book is 70 to 90 so we beat you know the average so um i said you know what screw it we don't need you know we don't need to edit it it's just for us i went and tried i said we'll print it through like lulus.com whatever that is so i decided i wanted to be fancy for us and get you know uh, a cover made so I went and I found, I was looking through all these artists on, I think like Upwork or Fiverr or whatever. And I said, these are all kind of cartoony. Like, don't you want realistic? And she's like, no, cartoony's fine. And, and I don't know what just sparked in my head. I was like, well, um, if you don't mind cartoony, <laughs> what about a comic book? And she's like, uh, okay. <laughs> so of course I don't think ahead, which is good or bad. Um, I hired an artist and, um, I said, okay, we're going to, we're going to do this that day, like with the day I decided we're going to do this. And then I'm in bed and I'm messaging her and I'm like, I don't know how to write a script. <laughs> she, I was like, oh. I, I've got no idea. She's like, I'll figure it out. And I was like, well, shit. So I watched a YouTube video for 20 minutes and I was like, I got this. And I went and converted, you know, the first issue. Um, but funny story. Um, I didn't think of the dialogue being too long. And the letter is like, did you want to see any of the art or and I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's important. So my first script was two. <laughs> so I had two issues done. And um, yeah, that that's how I learned that dialogue is way different um, in novels and in comic books. But I do write a whole script. But yeah. um, with this artist, who's absolutely amazing, Jonas DaCosta, this is his first paid job by the way so if you guys like his art you could see how much has progressed through each issue mm -hmm. um we butt heads the first issue like bad like he had a vision and i don't know what the hell he's doing so i had a vision and and um for the first artist that i originally had i would just give them you know the script and they'd write it exactly how it is no not him he's got like these awesome panels everywhere and i'm just like what are you doing i don't know what you're doing <laughs> 
So we butt heads back and forth. I was yelling constantly. My husband's like, get a new artist. I was like, no, this is the right artist. I just have to figure this out. And so, um, what, what were you guys, what were you guys butting heads about? Like specific, do you have like a page in, like, can you think of a page or like an example of what you guys were putting? He wanted to, he would make more advanced um, um, panels and there wouldn't be any room for the panels that I had. So like he's turning my panels into these, you know, and then he skips certain, I was like, this is important. This has to be in there. So I decided oh, okay. to okay. compromise and yeah, it costs more and it's the longer. That's why it's such it's 40 issues for this season series. But um, I cut my panels from six to three, three to four. And then he turns them into three to eight, you know, depending mm -hmm. on what he needs. And the second we figured this out, it was like perfect. I mean, everything mm -hmm. flowed. We didn't argue. Um, it just, it looked so much better because he had his way and I liked the way it was coming out. And, yeah. and so after that issue, it was just perfect. And since then we only, and it wasn't really his fault. We had one, one cursed page, one cursed page that for some reason, usually he just hands me the page and I'm like, good, we're good to go. Let's go. Um, this one needed like nine revisions. Like, I don't know what it was. About this page. It was so frustrating and it was the most important page. It was literally the most important page because it was the page that they were like separated for 10 years, you know, like he got arrested and she got, you know, hit by a car and this one page and it just kept, I don't know, I called it the curse page. And when it was finally completed and printed, I was like, I don't even care if it breaks in the printer, this is getting done. Jesus. So, but yeah. And, um, it's been good ever since. So that, that, was, that, was, that was the first issue you're talking about, right? So what happened was, I don't know if you know this, I think you do, but if you don't, he started issue two. Uh, oh, my first, okay. my first artist kind of screwed me over. I don't want to say kind of, he stole three grand from me. And then I tried oh. to fix it with two grand and I had a small opening, you know, small campaign before and people bought it and it was fine. Oh. And everyone said it's fine. So I got this artist to do issue two and he was so amazing at it. But everyone kept saying, you don't have to redo one. It's fine. You're fine. Yeah, yeah, okay. So issue three comes and it looks amazing. And I'm like, oh, I love the way these characters look. And so he was going on vacation for a month. And I said, um, I have a campaign <laughs> in a few weeks. You want to redo one? And he's like, oh, okay. So I pretty much threw away the five grand and I paid him. And he worked, he, he worked tirelessly. He worked morning and night and weekends and... He got it done before he left, and it was phenomenal, and I loved it. And it was worth every penny. Wow! So, 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 so wait, Carissa. So, so the first artist you had, you mm -hmm. paid him to do the first issue, and he just never did the work. So I paid him for an issue and a half because of trust issues that I I was way too trusting, and he did three complete ish pages. He was supposed to pencil, col uh, pencil, ink, color, and letter. And he did three of the first pages. And then after that, he penciled most of the book and then left. And oh. then I had to buy an inker and a letter and a colorist. And it cost me a fortune. Damn. And then I paid for the half of the second book, which, of course, was no longer around. Jeez. So, yeah. So I had a completed book and uh, I sold like 33 copies of it or something. And um yeah. Yeah. I know they were in the Philippines. So whether he had a contract or not, wouldn't have worked. Cause I see the questions like, do you have verbal agreements? Yeah, it was, you know, yeah. um, so yeah. So you know what though, I'm going to tell you flat out. Yes. I wasted five grand and yes, it sucks. But if that didn't happen and they worked out, I would never have found my artist. So to me, it was completely utterly worth it. Cause I love my artist Yeah, and yeah. he's, he's literally part of the family and part of the team. He's not just someone I pay while he was on vacation for a month. And my husband said, don't bother him. I was like, I'm not bothering anybody. I'm like, don't bother him. <laughs> so two weeks in, my co-writer co and I are having like withdrawals. Like we want pages. So he, we were like, we're not bothering him. Two weeks in, he messages me and he goes, I miss, I miss drawing the story. He goes, I cannot wait until this vacation is over. I was like, are you crazy? Nice. And then he kept counting down. He's like, one week to go. And I was like. I was like, it's an addicting story, right? And he's like, yes. So, and he cracks me up because he doesn't read ahead. So if something happens and the issue is like, will they be okay? I was like, will you just draw? Will <laughs> they be okay? <laughs> just draw. That'll be fine. That's amazing. So Yo, go... I, 
we torture our characters so I can see why he's concerned. I know, I know. I, I, yeah, I read, you know, right? I, I read the first three issues, and yes, you do. Uh, big, shout out, big, big shout out to Aníbal Arroyo, who's on the, on the chat. He's talking about a, a book called Street Journal, which he worked with a buddy of his. And like much like you, Carissa, they, they would just go at it. Like it was just one of those things where like the writer yeah. wants one thing, the artist sees something different, and the artist like, trust me, I know what I'm doing. And the writer's like, no, you don't know. I know. It's my story. What are you doing? So, yeah, totally, totally, totally get that that whole scenario there. I'm glad but, it worked out. But, but as, <laughs> as far as your style of writing, Chris, and, and this is where I, I, I will give you a lot of credit because your book goes back to the old school comics that I like, that I used to read, with a lot of thought bubbles. Yeah. One person and, has complained. Everyone else loves it. No, no, no. And, and the thought bubbles, because... You forget, like, like what you did, I think what you did in this book, which I enjoyed, was that you do get that sense of what they're thinking about. It's very, it's a little, like, I guess if it was art, it would be called stylized. Mm -hmm. And that's what you're doing here. You're bringing it back to, like, very old school comics. Where, like, there yep. were a lot of thought. Like, you, it wasn't, it's not a narrator. The narrator isn't telling you yep. what's going on. It's the character themselves. What you get in their head. Right. Now, was that done out of necessity? because you were converting it? Or is it something that you now say, hey, that's just the way I write? Um, it was both, really. I mean, it's it's we call them chapters because it's, it's like the novel. And my favorite part of any novel I've ever read was getting in their head. Like, if I see a movie, I usually buy the book because I want to get in their head and be like, what were they thinking? So to me, thinking the way they think and feel, and especially Draven, the, he's a demon descendant. He doesn't know how to get his words out. And you know he 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 thinks more than he talks. I mean, she talks like me. She just talk, and he's like thinks everything. And especially in this issue coming up, because they finally get a five seconds to talk. You know, before they get attacked, but they get five seconds to talk, and you know all these emotions come out because they've been separated for ten years, and they obviously both care about each other. I mean, they're soulmates, and they have that love for each other. It's been called Romeo and Juliet in Hell, which actually fits pretty well. Right. Um, and you know, they have these feelings, but they've been closed off, you know, they've been, you know, their heart has been closed and they had walls up. So he's trying to get his emotions out and he can't, he just cannot. So you're, 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 you're sensing and you're reading the struggle that's inside his mind. Of course, Seraphine is not though. So she's like, she's like, this guy hates me. So, um, so they go, they go back and forth, but I, I really liked getting inside his head and because it was written, you know, the novel was written that way and just uh, to make something clear, this story was written by two people. So you have two completely different personalities here. You've got Draven, who was written by my co-writer, and Serafina, that was written by me. So when you're reading it, his thoughts, his emotions, his actions, his, his everything is her. So you have these two completely different personalities. Um, so you really are reading two characters. And um, it gives them a certain life to them, you know? But Draven, yeah, he thinks more than it. He's sarcastic. He says two or three words near just to be a jerk. Um, but, you know, she's trying to get her emotions out. He's trying to get his emotions out. And and I will say, <laughs> he doesn't get them out anytime soon. Um, he tries. Like, you you see him try, but he it, he's just like, he winds up just saying, don't leave. Like, that's as far as he got. He's got all these cool things he says in his head, how he cares about her, and he... Me, it means so much to him. Then he's like, just don't leave. And she's like, okay. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but, you know, she always feels like a burden to him because they go through all of this survival. I mean, they're being attacked by every single thing on the planet. You know, you got hellhounds and zombies and, and, and vampires and everything there you could possibly think of. So the, the, the title is her. You know, she's the worthy chaos because he always says she's worth it. And so the burden that she thinks she's giving to him, he fully accepts you know everything's worth it to him so he's just so she's the worthy chaos um and in this uh issue which you haven't obviously read yet um we introduce our subspecies of vampires which is clotters um and the clotters are a little bit different and it comes because i have a criminal justice degree and it comes a little bit from that so whenever i used to watch vampire movies and they get cut and they bleed their heart doesn't beat so they are not supposed to bleed and it bothered me it just bothers me so um, for our clotters, their heart beats every six hours, just enough to keep off rigor mortis. So their blood is like this disgusting clotted mess, which gives them more strength because they're more solid and their hearts got to be stronger to like pump that. So if you cut them, it's disgusting and it's like pudding and it's just gross. But because of that, um, 
only decapitation and fire will kill them because you know st staking them in the heart doesn't work um but the other thing that's the worst that i did to my poor characters they have a hive mind so the whole family if they taste your blood they can find you anywhere you go at any time and if um you kill one of them the entire family will track you down and kill them kill you so of course that's what my poor characters go through is they accidentally kill one and now they have to go track down the entire family of vampires to get them all destroyed. So um, that's about the next three issues while they're trying to do that. And um, they're stronger and they're insane and they're faster and um, it's not easy. And in the issue four, I kind of parallel that by it starts with a bar fight where they kick ass and then it ends with the vampire fight where they get their ass kicked. So it's kind of like That's showing cool. you that these characters can really fight and it doesn't help them at all. Yeah. So, so it's kind of like you get to see the contrast of these. So there's a lot of fighting in this. There's like two bar two bar fights and then they get five seconds to talk and then you know they have the vampires. Um, for, for those for those who are just joining us, we are talking to Carissa Grant and we're talking to her about Worthy Chaos Redemption, which is her Kickstarter that is live right now. She has issues one through four. We're talking about the story. We're talking about the characters. How did you come up with this story, Chris? Like, where did I mean? I, I know that you were mentioning, you know, you did these novels, and you, but where did that idea of having these two almost star-crossed lovers, right? Like Jerome right. and Juliet. So, um, this whole thing. the story idea was started because I was studying religions, and just for fun, I've studied all of them, and I just equal opportunity religion here. And um, I discovered an angel called Remnal, and um, he judges souls and then carries them to heaven. And this, in my logical, stupid mind, was like, how the hell does he carry these damn souls? What, in his pocket? Like, it drove me crazy. So I invented this little angelic weapon, and this holds the power of souls. So he would load this up with worthy souls and bring it to heaven. And Draven's father was a chaos demon who feeds on the soul. So he would always attack him and try to get the souls away from him. And he wanted the weapon because it has the power of souls. Now, Serafina wound up being made from this weapon and now they want it back. So they, they have to kill her in a certain realistic way um, in a ritual to get it back. So pretty much it's them trying to keep her alive so they don't get this weapon. But if either side gets that weapon, heaven or hell, it tips this, the war in their favor. Though there is actually another reason her father wants it, and he's not, he gives a hint to it, but he doesn't flat out say why or how, but he has another reason for it. Um, so I was obsessed with this weapon, and I came up with her being made from it and being an angel descendant, and, and actually she's kind of a fallen star, and so that whole thing was that. Uh, and then I just, <laughs> it didn't seem fair that he wasn't special, so we made him a demon, because that's not really fair. Um, and then we came up with literally like, so why was he created? Demons don't just randomly have kids. So why did he do this? And what happened was in the past, which we're going to write, we're going to write the whole prequel, which will probably be another five books. Um, we're going to write how the fathers originally met and why they started fighting and all that stuff. So it, we wrote how the, the demon Draven's father killed her to get the weapon out of her and it didn't work. She just reincarnated. So what he did was he created Draven to go after her and trick her into get, giving him the weapon. Um, and instead he fell in love with her. So um, they became, every time they died, they'd find each other in the next life with no memories of anything that happens in the last. So it's about every hundred years, which we'll eventually write, which means I get to kill my character in so many ways and so many medieval yeah, times and, and, and whatever. Yeah, no, it, it really is. It, yeah. like, I, I, like I was telling you, I was reading the first three issues, and it, and it really is interesting how you've, how you kind of, you know, it's, it's like an interwoven story of like just these two people finding each other. And it, it's a love story, right? It's a love story yeah. amongst all this chaos and all this craziness, <laughs> all this horror. And these, right, right? Because yeah. she, because now, all right, so I have a question for you about mm -hmm. Serafina. Yeah. Is she a demon hunter? Like, what, what would you, how would you characterize who she is. So in this version, not the spinoff, because there's two different versions. Um, in this version, while they were separated for the 10 years, she figured out that her brother was possessed by a demon and became a supernatural hunter where she hunts down demons and everything because she thought he killed her lover. So is that she's Lucas? trying to get revenge. Yes, yeah, Lucas. Uh, Lucas, yes. Yeah, okay. She thinks Lucas killed 
Draven, and Draven thinks that Lucas killed her. So he became an assassin because he had nothing else, and she had nothing else. So she became her major goal was to hunt down Lucas, and during that hunt, she would kill whatever was in her way. So she's a demon hunter, but she she hunted everything. So she knows about the vampires, she knows about ghosts, and that's why she's sarcastic where she's like, stick your hand through the fence, and he's like, no. So um, so yeah, so so that's them in the spinoff. Um, they don't lose those 10 years because we did a what if they didn't separate for 10 years. And now you had two teenagers with no idea how to hunt or fight or whatever, still go through all these things as was teenagers. Um, and you get to see Serafina grow to be that badass in the spinoff. So it's, it's, a, it's a different take with the same characters, um, which was very exciting to write. Because at first I'm like, well, this is going to be boring. It's two teenagers on the run. Who the hell cares? And then I was like, oh, wait. <laughs> They're getting chased down by demons and monsters and all this stuff. And they have no skill set whatsoever. I mean, they don't even know how to get a job or drive. I mean, he, you know, he hotwired a car and stole it. So, um, so they're on the run that way. And, and, and it wound up being such an amazing story that I'm so glad it was written. And I absolutely love that. I love them all, of course. Um, But yeah, so this story just, and it just kind of, we don't think ahead when we write, we probably should. But we just get an idea and jump on it. And then we find a really cool way to connect the two ideas. So the whole story was kind of written in separate, you know, situations. And we just, it became this nice, long freaking story. Um, but we're still doing it now. Like we, for the spinoff, we're finishing up uh, ish, uh, book five, while we're still playing on Zombie Island and book two, because we love Zombie Island. So we just skip to, to two things and so that's just how we write so we're just we're just weird <laughs> like this whole story that i just wrote today the the five thousand words i had literally no direction whatsoever i just sat down i even told her i was like i don't know what my character will write it my character's in my head i don't know what's going on and i would literally just wrote an entire thing and, and it came out awesome like she went through all these things and she got swallowed by a giant snake and it was a lot of a lot going on so yeah I, I will tell you, the story is very thought out. It's actually more complex. I mean, on its basic level, it is a romance survival horror story. Um, but there's so many things going in the background. You know, they're being played as pawns. There's Anubis being controlled by, uh, you know, Remnal with the remote control. And, and all this stuff is going on. But uh, the one thing I would promise you is you will never be bored. <laughs> something. I mean, the first three are the most chaotic, you know, because they're going through and and book two is them in a haunted asylum and they're they're fighting off giant salamanders and they're fighting off ghosts and zombies and then book three which i'm sorry to say that i have a favorite is it my absolute favorite it is resident evil 2 and they're just trapped in a city fighting you know zombies good old-fashioned zombies and um you know some monsters thrown in there of course and uh yeah that's it's like 12 issues so that's my favorite <laughs> well so. yeah Gil- gilbert said he would love to be able to write 500 words in a day <laughs> I mean, yeah, never yeah. mind, you know, what you're doing. So that's all. Awesome. I, I, it used to be 500. And you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. It's not just that I can write. Like I, when I was RPing with another person, like in the background, you know, just for whatever, because I felt guilty and couldn't get rid of them. Um, I it still found a hard time to get 500 work. Yeah, it was a pity RP. Okay, that's what <laughs> happens. Um, but yeah, I, I still have a hard time getting 500 words. But when it comes to the obsession with these characters, like... Yeah. It just comes out. It just it just flows out so easily. Like when I started book five, I literally had no idea. Now, this is the first book that we've written after we released it as a comic book. So we had all of these before we released it. So this is like new for us. And we had no direction, no, you know, no idea what to write. And then I literally started writing and I was like, oh, I know. Like it was like literally a paragraph. It was like, I know exactly what we're going to do. And it and it zoops it, it like um did a 180 to something that we'd done before. And then it did a whole uh, circle to what we did in a prequel. And it just, it, and then everything just comes together. So um, it's just, the whole story is just, you know, I, it was just meant to be the way, I don't know how else to say it, but the story was meant to be written and we were the ones that were meant to write it. And um, I'll be honest with you, if it, it, isn't, <laughs> it isn't even about the money. We just, we just want enough to make them because we want to see them. So <laughs> like if we were rich, these would just be like given out for free. Um, but we just, we want to see it more than anything. Right. And um, getting to, getting to hear other people love it too. Like we've only heard one person not like it out of everyone that's read it. And afterwards he said for $200, he could fix it. So I'm pretty sure he wasn't, but he was the one that said, oh, um, thought bubbles are so, you know, retro, don't use those. And I was like, yeah, it's a whole story. 
yeah, I mean, yeah. they are, but it, I think it works. It works. For yeah, them. I yeah. like it. And, and some yeah. people loved it. Like some people like, you brought back thought bubbles. And I was yeah. like, it that wasn't was... intentional. Like I didn't even think of it as being a retro yeah. thing. It was just something that the characters had to do. They have to think yeah. of something. No, that, that stood out to me when I was reading. I was like, oh, shoot. Like, thought bubbles. <laughs> wow, that's... Yeah, I haven't seen these in a while. No, yeah. but it was good. It, it 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 definitely definitely did work. It definitely did work. So so how many issues are we planning here now? You said 12, 40? I mean, I heard different numbers. I'm like, so there's there's five books oh, okay. and the first two have seven issues each. Book 3 has about 20 it has about 12 issues. Um and then book 4 and 5 I haven't scripted yet. And I looked at book five and I didn't know that it was 133,000 words. So I don't know how many it'll be. But right now it's probably about 40 issues for just this series. Yeah. So. Okay. And you're putting them up pretty fast. Uh, my artist is a freaking machine. Now yeah. I love it. My co-writer loves it. My wallet doesn't like it, but <laughs> it has to be done. And Lori's like, just take a break. I was like, no, <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but yeah, uh, he cranks them out. I mean, we're already eight pages in to uh, issue five. Oh, so wow. Good for yeah, you. I have the cover done and I have uh, the eight uh, eight pages and um, they're awesome. I love them. So. Well, listen, I, I love the energy, Chris. I love the energy. I love the enthusiasm. I mean, it, it's contagious. And, I, and honestly, I, I hope, I mean, you're doing really well in the, the campaign. I think you're at 1661 right now, 54 backers. You have 20 days to go. The campaign yeah. ends on Tuesday, May 16th at 12.30 p.m. So for those watching, uh, if you have some uh, some coin in your pocket, you know, <laughs> drop it in the bucket. I will tell and, you, uh, for anyone that wants to know, that we passed our stretch goal. So nice. for five, if, even if you buy a $5 PDF, you're getting 16 other PDFs of oh, issue cool. ones from other people. Nice. And my, my $5 is the color version and the black and white version, so you get that. Um, and, uh, if you get the PDF, we have other things like we have a song that we had written and, uh, sung for ours. So it's a download for $5. You get the instrumental and the vocal version, which is the lyrics are based on our characters. Um, and the easiest way to find us on Kickstarter, if anyone forgets, uh, the link is just search worthy chaos because we're the only thing that pops up. So it's nice and yeah. simple. <laughs> no, it's awesome. It's yeah. awesome. I'm glad you like it. No, I do. Yeah. I do. And the link is in the summary. It's also in the chat. Uh, as well so uh so uh any um final words you want to share with the audience um you want to give your, your elevator pitch on why they should back this campaign it's all yours um i will say so if you like uh it's buffy the vampire slayer meets supernatural and silent hill in the resident evil world with the evil dead running around um and pretty much the story is you know, never boring. It's got a lot of twists and turns to it. There's a lot of, um, you know, things that happen in the background and it's just a very fun story. And you really get into these characters' heads and you get to see the depths that they will do for the other person, which is, you know, they test each other out so much, not on purpose, but, um, the world tests them for them. And, um, there's a, there's something that happens at the end of book two, that'll just change the whole thing that, that happens. And, um, I can't wait to get to that too. So I can't wait for everything. So, um, but yeah, um, I love the story and I think a lot of people will love it too. And hopefully they'll, they'll come and give it a chance. And like I said, for $5, you can read the story and you have 16 other issue ones that if you don't like mine, you'll like one of those. Um, and they're all in the horror genre pretty much. So really good. Sweet. Outstanding. Outstanding. Well, you know, it was a pleasure having you on the show. Um, you know, uh, it's always refreshing. I loved um, even how you found a positive spin on your first experience with your artist. You choked them up. You choked them up. I'm fly with him. Awesome. I'm glad I have that effect on you too. <laughs> he was going to yeah. say something really nice yeah. to us. I promise. I wasn't saying something nice. Yeah. <laughs> no, but. You know, some people would, would shatter from that experience or yeah. want to give up or get uh, very disgruntled and you found a positive spin on it. And uh, that's why you're having the success you're having. You know, it's your outlook in life. So congratulations to you. Uh, Thank you. What you're doing, you're always welcome back on Catch the Craze. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'll be paying 35 bucks so I can come back in October because uh, <laughs> it's my issue seven and my graphic novel book one. Ooh. So, yeah. 
got to talk about that. <laughs> Thank you so much. We really right, appreciate you, guys. you coming through. I really appreciate it. Yeah, and we'll see you online. We'll see you in like this. Yeah. yeah. I know Thank you have you. more shows. I know you have more shows promoting this thing. So. I, I have 24 more. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Well, I had I had 39 total, so I'm getting through them. Good for you. 15 you. down, 24 yeah. to go. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, yeah I got this. If I don't, if I don't die from exhaustion from it, I got it. So, <laughs> All right, Chris. Right, have Enjoy. a good one. Bye. Oh man, I love it. I love that was it. Great, great episode. I love I love passion like that, man. Somebody yes. who really <laughs> loves her story. She loves her story, and and it's a humble love, right? Because she says, "I love it," and I hope you love it. You know what I mean? Like she's not saying, oh, yeah, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's authentic. You know what I'm yeah. saying? She's oh, yeah. genuine. And, yeah. um, you know, and she's, she's, she's always found a way to be creative. Right. And, 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 and even fighting through dyslexia. Right. So it's like, uh, I think just having that positive outlook in a world where there's so many cynics and naysayers and all that stuff, whatever. And she's, she's fighting through, you know, and, uh, being creative and having fun creating. I think that's the best story. It's interesting that we were talking about overcoming obstacles at conventions, and yeah. then we have a guest who talks about overcoming obstacles such as dyslexia. You know what I'm saying? Just overcoming that alone yeah. is impressive. Yeah. Then an artist walks away with three thousand of her hard-earned dollars, and she Oof. overcomes that. She just says, "You know what? Who cares?" And her outlook is, "I'm kind of glad it happened because had that not happened, I would not have met the artist I've met now." And yeah. So that outlook and that that outlook just tells you everything you need to know about yeah. why she's going to be successful and why she's going to do what she's. Yeah, doing. you know, it was like it, it. It was like if you watch the art of Samuel, the the blog, the vlog for Puerto Rico, a lot of challenges, right? And there was, and you know, I could have said and cried and overspilled milk, or yeah. said, "Let me find a, the silver lining in this experience," you know, because not everything's going to go the way you want it. But as long as you keep working and, and fighting through it and keep moving forward towards your dream, it's going to get better. But, you know, you have to, you know, go through the mud a little bit. Sometimes you have to go in the trenches to, um, you know, get to the waterfall and clean all that mud off, you know, um, and, and enjoy your day. But, uh, no, that was a great episode. I really, really, I truly enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, again, guys, um, her Kickstarter is live right now. 20 days left to go. Um, the link is in the chat. It's also in the summary. It's Worthy Chaos Redemption, a horror adventure comic issues one to four. Um, so yo, check it out if you haven't done so already. But um, and again, don't forget this weekend, hit me up. If you're in Texas, come and see me at the uh, Central Texas Comic Con. I'll be there. Um, Paul Gomez, he's actually um, has a table in Otter Sally too. I just saw him post it. So Paul I Gomez know. is going to be there. A bunch of other people that um, Paul knows that um, I'll meet up with over there. Um, and again, you come over to my table, you know, chat it up, pick up a book, you know, you get this nice free samurai duty trading card um, just for coming by and chatting up with your boy uh, in Artist Alley. And then uh, May 6th, Hit, you know, get, come in, uh, hang out with me at Geek Out Comics and Collectibles in Texas. And uh, I'll be uh, doing a book signing on Free Comic Day, one of the biggest days. Um, you know, I'll have a table. I'll be My table will be alongside Paul's and a couple of other artists. And, uh, and I'll be signing and uh, selling copies of this in my toilet. So come and meet me there. Um, that's going to be dope. And Check out a kid in the comic.com, a kid in the comic.com, the newspaper where duties a comic strip, which will be distributed nationally and it's available for order for subscription based to have it delivered to your home if you want so as well. So you, you have many ways to get your hands on duty, um, but you can also get it through the Kickstarter by getting the book and adding it onto your Kickstarter. So if you head over to the Kickstarter, um, you can get it as an add on uh, there as well. Don't forget to subscribe, like, um, and uh, check out Get Your Meds, George. Yeah, check out the website, getyourmeds.com. I have my comics are on there, my uh, my T-shirts, you know, appearances, all kinds of things, all the interviews I've been doing online. Um, so check that out. Also, I uh, want to give a big shout-out to Mr. Aníbal Arroyo, who was in the chat. He's got a book out right now on Kickstarter that I lettered. It's called The Dark Form. So the check that form. out on Instagram as well. Big shout-out to Lou. Big shout out to Gil, Aníbal. Thank you so much for uh, Paul. I think uh, was on here as well. Paul E.G., the sponsor uh, of this episode. Yes, yeah, that's right. That's right. And uh, and I, actually, he was going to be on on uh, the Nerds of the Round. Big shout out to them tomorrow night on a special episode to talk about the dark form. So check that out. Check yes. out the globalindiegroup.com. 
all that stuff. Yeah, and check yeah, out the Prelude to Aurora, which Prelude. is our sponsor's Kickstarter also. Prelude to Aurora uh, on Kickstarter. Five days left to go. Um, so check that out by created by Paul Gomez. So you can just type in Paul Gomez or you can type in Prelude to Aurora, whichever one floats your fancy. Good. Thank you. Thank you, Lou. Um, yeah, yeah. Fantastic week. Again, um, we're not going to have any shows um, for two weeks. Um, we're going to have the Crazy 10 or less, but um, I will be traveling for work for two weeks. So, um, um, but we'll be back. The Crazy 10 or less will be back every week. And um, the next time I upload, from the oh the next on the art of samuel that will it'll be from the texas convention so you check out that vlog that'll come in about a week after my appearance there and i will be streaming live from the um from the free comic book day the book signing so uh, check out i'll be streaming live there um so check that out as well so with that said i'm seth the crazy man vera george the dream of medina and we are out. No, I was talking about my friend Aquis. I met him the other Say my name, say my name. Right? <laughs> this is what you were thinking? Oh, you're listening to Catch the Craze. 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 Craze. You are listening to Catch the Craze on Catch the Craze. You're listening to Catch the Craze. <laughs>